Beş. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there, brand new from John Michael Thor, Vancouver Millionaires. 
Canada's heavy metal legend Thor pumping out yet another album, and this time right in time for the Canucks run to the cup. But this song celebrating the Vancouver Millionaires from 1915 and their leader, Cyclone Taylor. In fact, this record is so amazing, I'm going to go to another track by Canada's heavy metal legend Thor, a cover of King Crimson song, Crimson King, by Canada's heavy metal legend Thor. Also today on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show, an interview with the Vivian Girls and an interview with Kanan. But here is some more Thor, a cover of King Crimson's prog rock classic, Crimson King, again, all brand new from John Mikkel Thor with Sign of the V on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show.
como bailo No saben cómo las gasto de la bota Wait, 
Separation has set in We'll sacrifice to get the win We'll be widely reputed If we can execute it Tonight the suicide is on The most important thing Is to protect your land You've got to get it you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there, brand new from a 7-inch, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, baseball rockers, Manny Ramirez, fans, the Isotopes, with two songs right there, Heat Seeker and Suicide Squeeze. Isotopes, Punk Rock Baseball Club, P.O. Box 78046, Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Again, that's the Isotopes Punk Rock Baseball Club, P.O. Box 78046, Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Brand new 7-inch from the Isotopes. Thank you very much for that, Isotopes. And before that, another thank you to the band Pharmacy, who gave me their LP when I was at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And you heard before the Isotopes, Try to Explain from Pharmacy. And before that, you heard from Munster Records, Wah and the Args. Wah and the Args, all the way from Spain with the song It's Great. And before that, you heard from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Thor, Canada's metal legend, covering prog rock geniuses, King Crimson with Crimson King. Coming up, an interview with the Vivian Girls and an interview with Canaan. Right now, here are the Vivian Girls. Vivian Girls. That was a bit more Thor doing his song that we began in Nardwar Human Serviette radio show with called Vancouver Millionaires. Uh, this is the Vivian Girls and in the Vivian Girls interview.
Who are you? Katie. From? New Jersey. From? My parents. From the Vivian Girl. <laughs> yeah. And Katie, who else is in the Vivian Girl? Cassie and Allie. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. So are all you guys here because of our tortilla chip? Yeah. How does a tortilla chip play into the Vivian Girl? Salsa is our main influence. I thought it was something about you exchanged addresses. You wrote them down, phone numbers on a tortilla chip. Oh, no, that, was, um, that wasn't a tortilla chip. That was a... Um, tortilla. That was just a tortilla. It wasn't a chip. It, I want it to be a tortilla chip. <laughs> it could have been a tortilla chip, but then it had the phone number written on it, so it never got to that point. It was very important, though. Maybe you could explain to the people. It was like ground zero for the Vivian girls, wasn't it? It was pretty close to ground zero. Um, you know, we were at brunch. It was, a, it was a Sunday morning. We were all really hungover. And Frankie was sitting next to me, and she was like, Hey, Cassie, you want to start a band? And I said, Yeah. So that's how it happened. We traded phone numbers on a tortilla. And then you, Katie, you loved the band Taco... Taco Cat. Taco Cat. Yeah. So it's kind of connected. Tortilla, Taco Cat. Yes. We can tell people Taco Cat from Seattle. Taco Cat. They're the best band in the world. Why would you like them? I like them because they have a song about uh, wearing leotards as a way to get guys to not feel your boobs on a first date. That's Taco Cat. Taco Cat. Now, speaking of cats and stuff, do you guys tour with cats? I saw a picture of you and some cats. Oh, that's Mr. Rupert and Ninja. You actually travel with the cat? Was that a real cat on the dashboard? Oh, that's, oh. that's, that's Snuggles. Where is Snuggles? I don't know. Is that a real cat? Yes. Do you, where is, is he in the van right now? I hope so. I love Mr. Little Snuggles. Snuggles <gasps> disappeared a few days ago. It looked very lifelike. Yeah. Thank you. No, just, you know, tacos, taco cat, snuggles. Snuggles. And you were the band? Vivian Girls? Vivian Girls. No, Vivian Girls. Has anybody expected you guys to be boys? <laughs> hmm. Because you know, there's all these bands are called the girls, you know, girls, right? Yes. So has anybody expected you to be boys? Maybe. You know, like Vivian Girls. Yeah, right, your girls. Yeah, right. I mean, well, the original Vivian Girls are uh, hermaphrodites, so you never know. Baboom. Yeah. <laughs> now, Vivian girls, which one of you knows the band Japanther? We all know them. <laughs> Who perhaps dated a member of Japanther? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. What a mystery. Which one could it be, Katie? It could be any of us, really. Oh, it's Snuggles. <laughs> I'm asking this because apparently the member of the Vivian girls who dated a member of Japanther stole Mika Miko's pants. <laughs> that, no. <laughs> he gave them to me. Aha! <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> <Ba -boom. laughs> Mika Miko left the pants at, at his house and then he was like, want some jeans? And I was like, Jennifer's? Uh, yeah. yes, Jennifer. And I was like, yeah, they fit me. I'll take these free jeans. <laughs> Little did I know, they were Mika Miko's jeans. And then we had this MySpace correspondence for a while, and she wanted her jeans back. She loved the jeans. They were crotchless jeans. <laughs> they weren't crotchless. They were crotchless, weren't they? Okay, they were crotchless. <laughs> well, but the thing is that by the time she MySpaced me, they actually were crotchless because I'd worn them so many times. There were like these huge rips in the ass and knees and shit, and then she didn't want them anymore. So did you have any idea that they were Miko Miko's Jen's jeans at all? Yeah. You did from the beginning. You knew it were her jeans. Yeah. So what happened to the jeans? I wore them so much that they got way too fucked up to wear anymore, and I threw them away. Who got their pants? How'd you get your pants stolen? Well, I left them at Japanther's house, and uh, 
Well, wait, who can help me with the story? Okay. I'm blinking. Um, she wasn't sure where she left him. She knew yeah. she left him in New York somewhere. Like, were you wearing them when you lost them, or how did you lose them? Well, like... Wild night out with Mika Miko? I remember. Okay, no, we were just sleeping there, and we all, like, got naked and gave each other massages. <laughs> True. I was at my sister's house, so I was not here. We were just... <laughs> and then I left my pants there. And then she wore something else the next day. She doesn't wear the pants every day. So then a friend of ours went to New York and she took a picture oh. with of this girl and she had these pants and it, it turned out to be Jennifer's pants, but she was one of the guys in Japanther's girlfriend and now she's in Vivian Girls. I don't know if you've heard them, but they're this band from New York who you'll probably get into. And Maybe they, in that my our friend went there and she was like, Wait, this girl just told me she's wearing your pants and she sent me a photo and they all were ripped, like the crotch was missing and the knees were mit- missing and they were like my favorite pants. Would you like to address the camera? Anything to say to Jennifer about the jeans incident? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll give you a pair of my jeans someday. And you guys are the Vivian? Girls. Now, on tour, is it hard to shower? At home, it's hard to shower. On tour, is it hard to shower? It's always hard to shower. Because I was wondering, have you learned about King Kong and his showering techniques? No. Because King Kong, can King Kong in the shrines, he just wears a bathing suit and never takes it off. So he can shower that way. He's a never nude. A never nude. Is that a new tune? Yes, that's our name of our second album. Never nude. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that? Would you guys be into the bathing suit angle, the King Kong bathing suit angle? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's working out so hot for him. Have you played any gigs with him at all? Yes. Because you've played gigs with everybody. Who haven't you played with? Uh, the Evaporators. Oh, that is true. Oh, we actually. No, we played a house show that you played like 10 hours later at South by Southwest. Yes, we did indeed. We did We did play a show with the Evaporators. <laughs> but what I was wondering, what about King Kong? What about King Kong? What do you think about King Kong's habits, this idea? What is his idea? It's like, wear some bathing sh- shorts, and then you never have to have a shower, and you just, you just shower in them. You don't have to change your underwear. We like being naked. <laughs> In the tub. Just like Mika Miko were naked and lost her pants. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's the whole circle of life. Speaking of washrooms and stuff, Vivian girls, the last time in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, you guys played the Asphalt. I wasn't there. <laughs> Do you remember the Asphalt at all? You mean the Astoria? Yes, they call it the Asphalt, a combination of the Cobalt Club and the Astoria. They call it the Asphalt. 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 What did you think about playing the Astoria? Like, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It was scary. Have you played many clubs like that? Like, with all the gigs you guys have done, what do you think about the Asphalt? How does it rate up there? Because it's kind of interesting, isn't it? That Asphalt really ranked high on my list of shows. But the fans were amazing, weren't they? Didn't some fans, like, follow you all the way to, like, Seattle or something? Some Vancouver fans? How do you know that? <laughs> uh, two, uh, three of our friends did come down to see our Seattle show the next day. They're, you're right. And they're the coolest guys ever. Are they in a band of dead ghosts? Yeah. yeah. They really love you. We love them. So it's worth playing the ass ball. So you got some dead ghost action. Yes. Yeah. And also, let me just say this. Well, actually, go back to the Dead Ghost. They followed you from Vancouver to Seattle. Are there people following the Vivian girls around? Do you have people following you on this tour? Yeah, if we go to, we can't get rid of them. <laughs> How would you get rid of them? <laughs> they show up at every show. <laughs> we just try to drive away, but they know where every show is, too. <laughs> and then they play, and it's weird. <laughs> What's really great is you, Vivian girls, have a song called Wild Eyes. Also, there's a Canadian band called The Stam. Eyes? The Stampeders, who has a song called Wild Eyes 2. 
Really? Yeah. It's a great tune. Wild Eyes. Wild Eyes. That's our version. You should learn that, though, because, like, you love Canada, don't you? Like, here you are, you know, playing the asphalt, taking fans of the dead ghost, doing the song Wild Eyes. What do you think the difference is without ever hearing the Stampeders song Wild Eyes and your song Wild Eyes? Anything about the song Wild Eyes? Uh, It's a good song either way. We're, we're changing it to be wild fries, and we're going to market it towards fast food establishments. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, Hoobastank has their own burrito, right? Oh, yeah. We just went yeah. to Denny's, and there's, like, the plain white milkshake, plain white tea's milkshake, <laughs> yeah, and milkshake, yeah. uh, what Taking else? Back T- Sunday has, uh, their, like, burrito or like chicken fries or... Meat burrito. Bacon burger. Quesadilla. And Abe Vigoda were saying it should be a Taking Back Sunday Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, we were saying. Okay, it's going to be wild fries? Wild fries. Now, is Canada partly responsible for the Vivian girls covering the Beach Boys? Yes, it is. Because we went up to Canada with our friend Todd P. He was in the van, and then we were coming back from Canada. He put on that song, and that is how we decided to cover it. forgot about that. Way to go, dude. Thank you, Canada. Or does it really go to TV on the radio? Is it TV on the radio's fault that you're covering the Beach Boys? They have a part to do with it, too. Because they invited you to play in Canada. Yeah. Thank you, TV on the radio. Now, you mentioned Todd P. How does Todd P. do it? He puts on all these gigs in New York, all these gigs at South by Southwest. How does he do it? It's insane. That's his job. But still, though, it seems amazing. How does he work? How does he do that? He has a lot of interns, and he works really hard. Does he get paid? He takes a percentage of the door money. It's his, it's his job. Now, Ali, you were not here when the asphalt gig happened. I was not. Because you were at a skating rink? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> what do you do at the skating rink? I give people skates and ring them up for things. I don't do that anymore, though, because I play drums in Vivian Girl. But still, it's Canadian skating. Is it ice skating? It is ice skating. Yes, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. <laughs> now, Vivian Girls, you guys also played a gig where it was BYOK. Bring your own kittens? No, almost. You guys, Vivian girls, played a gig where it was BYOK. Bring your own keg? You guys, Vivian girls, played a gig where it was BYOK. Bring your own kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did play that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. What kick was that? What can you tell people about that kick? That was from Kid Rockers, right? No, I'm getting this right. Uh, Kid Rockers, we played a show for children. What's the idea behind that? Who else has played that? And did you bring your own kid? We, we <laughs> Snuggles. Uh, we, we brought Allie. Uh, <laughs> uh, we played with this band called the Bones Royal. They played with us that day. Vivian Girls, I mentioned South by Southwest, and you mentioned that my band, The Evaporators, almost played with you at South by Southwest. You played at the house party, the Hazard, HMS Hazard House. What do you remember about that gig at South by Southwest, the HMS Hazard House? It was really fun, but we played super early that day, so we missed you. But how many people were at the house when you played it? Fifteen? Tops? <laughs> do you remember all your South by Southwest gigs? Because there was like 18 of them. I remember every last one. Now, how tired were you at the end of all this? Very. Did the instruments break down, though? My, my uh, body broke down. Well, I heard that the instruments broke down. Yeah, all of our stuff started breaking by the end. Like, at, like the Hot Freaks party or something. Oh, yeah. What happened at the Hot Freaks South by Southwest party? Uh, who knows? We, we were still asleep while we played that show. <laughs> Was it your manager's idea to do all those gigs? Yes. Snuggles is very hard on us. <laughs> and, but there's a limit to how many you can play, isn't there? Like, seven, was it seven in one day? Is that the most you did? Yeah. 
One of those is acoustic, but it's still a show. Vivian, girls, who is a fan of Jeopardy? Ooh. We are. We are. All of us. So, but who is a fan of Jeopardy? Who works at Jeopardy that perhaps is a fan of Vivian Girls? How did that happen? Alex Trebek. Huge, huge fan. Our biggest fan, actually. Number, number one fan. Do you have any idea how you got on Jeopardy? No. Nope. You don't think of somebody working there? All of a sudden, we just got a bunch of text messages about it. How quick did that happen? Immediately. And did you have any idea what was going on? No. We're like, we've made it. We've made it. We're common knowledge. <laughs> Do you remember what the exact question was? They didn't actually ask for your band name, did they? No, I remember. I read it online. It was Vivian Girls from this New York City suburb or borough. <laughs> from this New York City borough are, are considered really, really, really cute by the New York Times or something. And it was? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And the person said Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, did you play a banana's wedding? Yes. Oh, yeah. A banana's wedding. It was the most fun ever. You can tell people the bananas, one of the greatest bands ever. It was bananas. It was bananas. The bananas are the best band ever. Sacramento, still? Yeah, still from the sack. Except for Marie, who lives in San Francisco now. So were you guys actually playing the wedding? Yeah. So did they schedule their wedding around the Vivian girls? Yes. So we are available for weddings then? Oh, always. No, did you actually get to play the song? Like, Here Comes the Bride and all that sort of stuff? How did that go down? What did you wear? Did you catch it? Oh, no. We, we only played the reception, not the actual I ceremony. Wear I wore what I'm wearing right now to the wedding. It's my nice clothes. I wore a dress. And what was the reception like? How did it all go? Good. It was really fun. The wedding reception or the reception of us playing the reception? Well, both. <laughs> both were great. Vivian Girls, you had a chance to play with the A-Bones. Yeah, we did. The A-Bones opened for you. Yeah, they did. And the A-Bones have a big fan in Mary Weiss from the Shangri-Las. Oh, really? Yeah, you should do more gigs with them. We should. What do you think about that gig, playing with the legendary A-Bones? It was awesome. Where was that at? Barry Ballroom. And what was that for? Don't remember. King Khan? Yeah, yeah. It was the King Kong barbecue show. Yeah. Yes, it was. No, I noticed in the review of the gig that it said you guys were leaving at 8 a.m. and then next morning. But it turned out we <laughs> missed, we missed the, flight. the flight. We went to, we went to the wrong airport. <laughs> we're girls. <laughs> Just kidding. We can't do anything. <laughs> but I was thinking, though, do you ever turn down any gigs? Like, here's a big gig with King Kong and barbecue, but you could have turned it down and then you wouldn't have missed the flight. No, that's not why we missed the flight. We just got the airport wrong. Yeah. We would have. No, but what I meant is, do you ever turn down gigs? So thinking like you got to get up early the next morning. Do you ever? How do? You, never. We never have to get up early. How do you get all the gigs? How do you get all the gigs? It's amazing, like all the gigs, isn't it? We have. We get every gig. We, we literally play every show. You can't miss us ever. We. We're always playing. Vivian Girls, one thing in analyzing your band, winding up here, everybody talks about the Vivian Girls, and they mention this band. What can you tell the people about Black Tambourine here? Is this for me? Can I keep this? Uh, no, it's just a little <laughs> gift for it. Well, um, yeah. So it's mine now? Uh, no, no. But I was just wondering, um, what exactly is Black Tambourine? Why are you always compared to Black Tambourine? Their band. Well, we always use, we use Black Tambourines on stage when we play live. Yeah. But you never heard of them before? No, we have. But everybody likes to use it as a reference point. What can you tell the people about Black Tambourine? It's a band that we sound similar to. Baboom. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. And you are the Vivian? Girls. Now, doing all these gigs, what do you know about merch? Do you really sell your t-shirts for five bucks? You used to. What do you sell them for now? Ten dollars. So they've gone up. Yeah, but we sell them for five for a really long time. 
How about for sizes? It's always hard to figure out what sizes for shirts. Do you ever do extra large? Only double extra large. Is that for the fans, the girl band geeks that follow you guys around? Yeah, of like, course. You sell many extra larges. We sell them to only pairs of people. To wear. Like, what is the most, the biggest seller for all your shirts that you guys use? Double extra large. For sure. Yeah. We have, we have a very large fan base. How about for seven inches? How come when you guys make a seven inch, there's so many test pressings? I saw this listing and there were tons of test pressings. Uh, we made a lot of test presses, pressings usually because we are leaving for tour and there's not enough time to make the regular record. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, so we have merch on tour. Winding up here, Vivian girls, you're going to be heading back to the United States of America. Are you going to take the Nexus lane this time? <laughs> oh, not this time. Hopefully, unless the bridge is closed. I can't believe you got away with that, because that's a special lane. You have to have a special card to go through the Nexus lane. They didn't even check us for the card. You have to go through an eye scan to get through the Nexus lane. We didn't. They give you an eye scan. So could you explain to the people, how did you get from Canada to the United States using the Nexus lane, the highly protected Nexus lane? We saw an alternate route. Uh, we were taking back roads around the highway because the highway was all blocked off. And we saw this alternate route sign that said Nexus on it. So we're like, let's just follow it and ask the person who works there where to go. So we did. And then this guy just like waved us through. We're over the bridge, got into America. That's it. Yeah, because the bridge was closed. It, they just closed the bridge for some reason. And we didn't know why. So. And you got the Nexus lane, but the other band you were traveling with got caught in some traffic, right? They had to take a ferry over. It took yeah. them hours and hours and hours. They missed the show. Well, Vivian Girls, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? We love you. Same. Why should people care about the Vivian Girls? Should they? <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much, Vivian Girls. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That was the Stampeders with number 10 in 1971, top 10 in 1971 in Canada with Wild Eyes. And before that, top 10 in 2009 in Canada, the Vivian Girls with Wild Eyes. And before that, an interview with the Vivian Girls. Coming up, an interview with Kanan from Toronto. But first, and there always is buts, some black tambourine, the band that some say the Vivian girls sound like. So here's black tambourine and then the Vivian girls' favorite Canadian band ever, not the Stampeders, the Dead Ghosts. And then an interview with Kanan on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
are you? <laughs> Kena. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much, Narwar. Now, Kanan, you are also the king of New York. That's right, that's right. According to Only Magazine for Vancouver. Can you explain, how come you're the king of New York? Uh, it was all by an accident. I just arrived one day and they just gave me a thing, crowned me, and then I was the king of New York. That's what people forget. You're the king of New York, don't they? They think you're from Canada, but you're the king of New York. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, th- th- it's amazing because I'm also from Canada. I can do, I multitask all the time. Kanan, what was it like drinking tea with Damien Marley? You drank tea with Damien Marley. Yeah, well, we drank tea, um, and, uh, we, we, you know, it's great. We reflected on, on the, the, the great things of the world and how great we are as, as artists and so on. And what did the tea taste like? What type of tea was it? Chamomile tea? What sort of tea <laughs> did you have? Well, it wasn't uh, chamomile tea. It was, uh, I think, rooibos, which is like a South African tea. And stuff, but we have we've come on. We have had so many teas right now. By now, that I can't really narrow it down to just one company. That's great. You know your teas. I know my teas. Now, Kanan, is it true that Damien Marley's sister lives in Toronto? Yes. A Marley Canada connection. Well, yeah, his his mother uh, has some Canadian connection as well. Kanan, have you done a gig in Djibouti? Yes. What was that like? Amazing, and you don't have to wear a condom to go there. Why is that? Because <laughs> it's called Djibouti. Exactly. But doing a gig in Djibouti is really cool. Djibouti. <laughs> it is really cool. It was amazing, man. We had like uh, thousands of people. It was great. And I mention that because there's a connection between Djibouti and Canada. Is there? Yes, there is. I have a gift for you, Kanan, and it's from a Vancouver-related group. Well, not really. A Montreal group called The Fez Tones. Fouad and the Festones, and check, this is a gift for you, Kanan. What is the name of the number one track on their new LP? What is it called? Check the back here. Okay. Um, their new LP's number one tra- Oh, my God. Djibouti Call. Djibouti Call. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fouad and the Festones containing members of the Stills. You know the band the Stills? Yeah, of course, from Montreal. Right? Yeah, two guys from the Stills who are going to be at some award shows with you soon. Why didn't I think of Djibouti Call? Isn't that great? It's amazing. And it's an instrumental, and you should cover that, shouldn't you? Why don't I listen to it and think... Honestly, I think I might cover that, because if it's any good, and I think if it includes the stills, it will be good. Djibouti Call is a hell of a title. It is an incredible tune. Like, you've covered Coldplay, but this is going to top that. Djibouti Call. Djibouti Call it is. And it's instrumental, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like an instrumental tune with wailing sax. You can, like, rap over it. I'm going to do this. It's like perfect. In fact, you don't really have to cover. You can just bring it to your gig today, and that's a gift for you. And just thank you so much. Nardwar just gave me a gift. Thank you very much. The Festones. The Festones. That's what they're called. Now, here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We are in Vancouver, and I mention Vancouver because Saul Guy is from Vancouver. That's right. Saul Guy really paved the way. Can you tell the people about Saul Guy? He paved the way for the rascals. We've got to give props to Saul Guy and the rascals. We've got to give props to Saul Guy. The rascals, uh, he paved the way for Cardinal, Chaos, uh, myself, um, and... Uh, He's he's a criminal in in uh, Sweden. Yeah, he also is a punching bag. He took some punches for you. <laughs> I wouldn't call Saul Guy a punching bag. But do you know what I mean? No, he took punches he for you on behalf of you. That's a true manager. He took bullets for you. He did. He did. He did. And that's 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 another technique of managing that a lot of people uh, are not hip to just yet. That's the real strong arming way. Like Peter Grant to Led Zeppelin, he would get in there. But Saul is like Peter Grant to Led Zeppelin. He really is. Now, I was curious there, Kanan. Here you are traveling the world and stuff. Do you ever hear about the rascals? 
Yeah, of course. I mean, people know the rascals. We, we mean from Vancouver, of course. They know them from in different, in odd places too, like in Colombia or something. They loved. Because I think more than ever, people know the Rascals. Was DJ Chemo from the Rascals did the beat for Cardinals? It's true. He- Dangerous. That's right. And that was, I think, the biggest hit related to the Rascals, wasn't it? That's incredible. Like the Rascals have finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> the Rascals made it on the hit of uh, Car- Cardi and Akon. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's right? what I meant. DJ Chemo. Here he is doing the beats for the Rascals all these years, and finally he makes it. Vancouver's on the map. You're killing me, man. No, but it's true, though, because all these years, you know, the Rascals have been jacked by Diddy, right? It's true. How were the Rascals jacked by Diddy? I love this. Well, they they made this song, and then uh, he made the same song, and then his was a massive hit. And then you know what? Who else jacked them? Do you remember Keith Murray? Barrington Levy? That's right. Well, they made a song uh, that was... uh, their song and then and then Keith Murray had this thing and then the same producer gave it to Keith Murray and that became a big hit so the Rascals have a long history of being jacked by, by other musicians but what's great is they're back now they've arrived and managed by Saul Guy thank you Saul Guy thank you Saul Guy I appreciate it thank you for the uh, punches as well now speaking of sampling and stuff Kanan you have a brand new hit called ABC and on that particular hit, you have a sample that you do. What can you tell the people about Mulatu of Ethiopia? Mulatu is Mulatu Stetke, and he's an incredible jazz musician. His uh, great work was recorded in the 60s in Ethiopia. It, it got popular with uh, the Ethiopiques uh, series, uh, which came out recently, but East Africans know this stuff for a long time. And what's really neat about this record is check it out what it says, Ethiopian Airlines. That's who produced it. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> Why doesn't Canadian Airlines, what is it called? Not Canadian Airlines. Is it? Air Canada. Air Canada, my next album. Let's talk about this. What I was curious though, specifically, you sampled this for ABCs. There's a sample of this That's on ABCs, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a song in here uh, that I took. Um, What's it called? Time something. It's a great song. And so the phrase was ba ba da 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 something like that. And I took ba da 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 ba da. That's what became ABCs. Thank you, Mulatu and Ethiopian Airlines. <laughs> Thank you, Ethiopian Airlines. But it doesn't stop there. You also reach back. And what can you tell us, Kanan, about these particular artists, these important artists from Africa? What can you tell the people about who do we have here? Well, Ali Fakatouri, you know who that is. He passed away not too long ago. Incredible Malayan guitarist. Um, who's that? Magul. Oh, my God. How did you find? No, you're kidding me. Yes, that's a Magool record. Who is Magool? My aunt. And she was the most famous singer of my country. And you've covered her too, right? On the piano. Yes. I saw that. That was amazing. What can you tell people about your aunt? That's incredible. Like, records are pretty rare in Africa, aren't they? People chuck them out, don't they, after they're finished with them? I'm, I'm speechless. Where did you get this? Well, you're Canaan. We have to bring it on for Canaan, right? Ethiopian Airlines, they brought it over to me. <laughs> Look at what I'm holding. This guy is like wealth. I mean, yeah, my my aunt Magal. I mean, I I, I did a I did a song. I covered her. Uh, yeah, she was a powerful woman and a powerful singer. This is incredible for me. I I've never seen a record of my aunt. I've only seen like tapes that people have recorded, and and the, the, this is crazy. Kenan, you also have a song called What's Hardcore. What's Hardcore? And I was thinking hardcore punk. Do you like punk rock? I do. What do you know about punk rock and Somalia? 
Well, uh, not, not much. There is a connection between punk rock and Somalia. Check this out right here. This is the band The X-Ray Specs from England. The X-Ray Specs. Famous, a 1977 band, famous for the song Oh Bondage Up Yours. <laughs> and the singer, Polly Styrene, her parents were from Somalia. You're kidding me. And these guys are founding fathers, female punk rock, 1977, out of England. Wow. So she has some Somalian blood in there. She wasn't born there, but still, she has some Somalian blood. Somalian punk rock, X-ray specs. Why don't people know that? I don't know. I think they do. I think it is out there. But I was just thinking, you should cover Oh Bondage up yours and the Fez Tones as well. Djibouti Call. Well, I have a lot to cover now, don't I? Well, there's so many great things out there. What artist stuff about Somalia that people might know? Like, people know about Aman, right? Aman, the model? That's right. What's her connection, of course, David? Bowie. Can he help you out at all? I don't know. What can he do for me? I like him, but I don't know what he could do for me. Well, I was just wondering, you know, the Somalia connection or whatever. Maybe you could add some production credits. Maybe, but I, I actually know Iman. You we're, do? We're actually friends, and she said that uh, Bowie is a fan. Oh, that's really neat. Yes. Where did you meet Iman? Uh, was that in New York when you were the king in New York? You're the king in New York. You know everybody, right? Yes. She took me out a couple of times in New York when I was there just to do some concerts and stuff. Keenan, you also have the quote, quote, <clears throat> I take rappers on a field trip. You have the knowledge, don't you? I do. You have the books, don't you? I do. Now, can you tell me about the books? What, Kenan, is the importance of Eduardo Galeano? Who is Eduardo Galeano? He's an incredible writer from Uruguay, and um, he, uh, he uh, wrote books like uh, Open Veins of Latin America, um, a lot of great classics, and uh, well, wow. Uh, I love, uh, he's one of my favorite writers. There was another person I'd like you to tell the people about, Zadie Smith. Wow, White Teeth. And What's this book all about, Zadie Smith? She's, uh, she's a great writer. This young girl, uh, well, not that, she's like 30, I think. She's uh, from England, half Jamaican, half white. Incredible. She looks hot. And uh, there. And um, she, she wrote this book, and it's full of wit. It's just about immigrants in, in London. It's crazy. And lastly here, we have this gentleman. What can you tell the people about Nujuji? Oh, Thiongo. Wow. He's, he's a, a Kenyan writer. He's also a linguist. And uh, he wrote great books like uh, The Devil on the Cross. He wrote uh, uh, Decolonizing the Mind, Detained, a genius. And I think now he's teaching in uh, some university in the U.S., an African book, an African record. There's so much out there, isn't there? There is. I think a lot of people are now learning and fascinated with the country called Africa. And you're holding all this stuff so nicely, are you? Thank you for not throwing it down. No, no, I, I mean, I can't. This stuff is really, like, this is like stuff that was important to my life, is important to my life, going to be important to my life. That's great. Thanks for the props for the festoons. I love that. No, it's... Your booty call! <laughs> da 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 Da, 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 da. Kenan, you also have the lyric, quote, I was stabbed by... Satan. That's pretty heavy metal, isn't it? If, yeah, it is. It's awesome. What do you think about heavy metal? Heavy metal is great. Cause, cause I yeah, because I noticed Damien Marley, he opened up for Van Halen. He did. Have you opened up for any Van Halen gigs? Were you at that Van Halen gig? Have you played with any heavy metal bands? No, I haven't, but I did work with uh, Metallica's guitarist, Kirk Hammett. So we are getting some metal in there then. That's right. Did you, what did you know him for before I, that? Did you know him from Metallica? Yes, I know him from Metallica, but also from being considered one of the greatest guitarists of our time. Now, speaking 
speaking of being on TV and stuff, because Metallica's been on TV quite a bit, when you're on a Jimmy Kimmel show, you were wearing an incredible red suit. Where'd you get that suit? <laughs> Somebody in L.A. was like, they, uh, there was a, this, this woman who I, uh, I, 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 I saw there, and she was like, I know exactly what you, sh- what you should wear. And she had like three things, and I, I tried it on, and the craziest one was the, that, that suit, and I thought that that would be the one I should wear. Did you keep it? Uh, I kept the pants. I didn't keep the jacket. Oh, damn. Can you hook me up with it? Maybe I could find you the jacket. Oh, I loved it. It was great. What size do you wear? Oh, probably triple X, because when I throw it in a washing machine, it'll shrink. You know, I like it big. You can't throw that in a washing machine. Well, maybe the dry cleaner then. It's been on Kimmel. It's been on Kimmel, worn by Canaan. Yeah, throw it in a Hard Rock Cafe, something like that. In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Now, I was also wondering, on the Kimmel show, who is your drummer, Canaan? Oh, Spanky. Because he was incredible. Right. Thank you for recognizing that. He's from Philadelphia. He's like the, like the rising star of Philly drummers. What's his background? Is he brand new? Well, no, well, he played with a lot of people. He played with Kanye and Common and so on, and I stole him. Was it hard to steal him? Like, how hard is it to steal from Common or Kanye? Well, if you're Kanan, it's not so hard. Baboom! <laughs> now, Kanan, your dad, your family, he drove cab in New York City in the 1970s. Yeah, well, a little later, too, in the 80s. But still, that's pretty amazing. Who did he bump into? Who did he pick up? He must have some interesting fares, interesting rides. <laughs> I would imagine he, he picked up some interesting people. He lived in Harlem. Did he have tell any stories of picking up any interesting people, any celebrities or anything like that? No, he didn't. He didn't tell me, but, I mean, I'm sure there, there must have been something... But he did stop by the local record store. Yes, he did. And then bring it all home. He pick, picked up a, an important album called uh, Paid in Full. By Eric B. and? Rakim. Kanan, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Oh, Nardwar is the greatest. Well, thanks so much, Kanan. Keep on rocking in the free world and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. Jabuti
And you're still still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there from Montreal, Quebec, Fouad and the Festones with Jabuti Call. And before that, an interview with Kanan. Coming up right now is a song that I was mentioning to Kanan Mulatu. And we're going to play some Mulatu because Kanan sampled Mulatu for his song ABCs. So we'll play first some Mulatu, the song that Kanan sampled, and then some Kanan. Actually, this isn't the exact song that Kanan sampled. This is actually Mulatu live in London, England on, sever- on um, several occasions, but this particular one is the 17th of April 2008. So Mulatu, and then f- some Kanan with ABCs featuring some Mulatuing sampling on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show.
<laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm lobo, I'm from the most risky zone, no place is more shifty global, more pressure, we shooting all that is normal, but it ain't just because we want to, we ain't got nowhere we can run to, somebody please press the undo, they only teach us the things they're gonna do. This type groove, I gave it birth. Now it's time again to give it a first. Jamaican born, not a fan of the clear by Brooklyn to Somalia. Get them goes in the background. Player, that is my sound. The green doesn't symbolize I made it on the top. Pioneer legend, and they call me Mr. Rock. No B word or N word. I don't need those words. Respect for hers. The game dried up, so we coming to Greece. Leading you right and treating you right to peace. Featuring Chub Rock and featuring a sample of Mulatu. And before that, Mulatu live in London, England, April 2008. To end the Nardward Human Serviette radio show here today, I'm going to play something that's fairly amazing. In fact, incredibly amazing in the packaging and the music too, of course. It's the Famines who played in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada last Friday night at the Cobalt. They have released a cassette, which is amazing in itself, and it looks just totally cool. We've got it all printed up professionally, not just done like on a ghetto blaster. They've packaged it kind of in a thing that maybe looking at it would be like, you know what, you have a deck of cards and you buy it kind of like in a neat little box. That's kind of what it looks like. But the other thing that's buttressing the cassette in this little package that they've put 
put out here. Amazing music by The Famines from Edmonton, Alberta. That's thefamines.ca. They have their liner notes with this cassette. You know, because you know, cassettes also had liner notes. Well, let me just say they've gone over the top and perhaps done something nobody else has ever done. They have over 256 pages of liner notes. Actually, more than that. 268 plus notes you can make yourself. 268 pages of liner notes attached with this cassette. It's like a little book that comes with it. You know, you talk about box sets having amazing packaging. This Famine's release on cassette with 256 and more pages. I'm even not even saying it correctly. I keep thinking like 256 is like the standard that it should be. Why did I pick 256? I don't know. For some reason I heard 256. Well, this goes beyond that. 268 plus more. A complete little book comes with this cassette. All packaged nicely. And it's not like a separate book. It's fit in this nice little thing like when you buy a deck of cards and it comes with the cassette as well. This is by The Famines from Edmonton, Alberta. As well, it has some tracks by the famines. And that's what we're going to hear to end an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show right now. Maybe you can't actually see it. Well, you can if you go to thefamines.ca and get more information on their amazing booklet and tunes as well. We're going to hear their entire cassette here to end the Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show to mark this monumental recording that the famines did on the 14th of July, 2008. This is a live recording that the famines did forever preserved here in this amazing amazing book 268 this amazing and cassette as well this is the famines from edmonton alberta their entire cassette output right now live on the nardwar the human serviette radio show fm 102 cable 102 vancouver british columbia canada
Yeah. 